Hello, and welcome to the Jewish Women Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we will speak about three of my favorite topics, women, Jewish identity, and leadership in business, so that we can understand what it means to be a Jewish woman entrepreneur in today's world. Every week, I will bring you episodes with guest speakers, life coaching, book reviews, and success stories to inspire and empower you to be the greatest version of yourself. My name is Natalie Garson, and I'm your host for this podcast. I am a successful Jewish women entrepreneur, the leader of the Born to Do Business Global Community. I live in Jerusalem, I have an MBA, and I'm the CEO of the Born to Do Business. My passion is to empower purpose-driven women entrepreneurs from all around the world to grow and scale their business, aligning cutting-edge business strategy with deep personal growth so that they can continue to love what they do while being hugely successful and have a great impact on the world. But let's dive in today's episode. to our new episode of the Jewish Women Entrepreneurs and Leaders podcast. And I am very excited uh, to welcome today Zoe Bermant. Thank you, Zoe, for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. I am really, really uh, happy that you are with us. I I am going to share a little bit more about what you do, but I think that uh, the timing of what's happening in Israel and uh, all around the world for the Jewish people uh, is so important. And that's also why uh, we have that special uh, Support Israel series in our podcast. And we are interviewing people that have initiatives or that have um, actions that are helping either Israel or the Jewish people. And you are such a big activist that we're going to talk about what you do. Uh, But first, I want to tell more about uh, your company. So Zoe is the owner of Social Media, which is an international team of highly creative, super organized social media experts who live, eat and breathe data-driven B2B tech social marketing. Zoe is passionate about being recognized as an entrepreneur, not just a mompreneur and about startups and technology solutions. That's who you are, and we will share a link uh, of uh, your website so people can check you out. But the reason why it was important for us to have you today was essentially because you have been very, and you still are, very active on social media since the war broke out on October 7th. Uh, Like I said, defending Israel against Hamas. We're going to talk about the difference between supporting Israel and uh, being against Hamas. Uh, and uh, also uh, your strong voice, sharing also other people's voice and expanding their voices on social media, which is uh, so important. And um, I want to start with the first question, which is, you are a social media expert. This is your company. This is what you do for a living. How do you one day say, I'm not going to stay just behind the scene helping my clients be you know, seen and exposed on social media, but I'm going to actually become this activist. Is there a moment where you decide to do this or does it happen naturally? Like how, how does this happen? Well, you know, it's a difficult, that's actually a really good and very difficult question. I've always said to people to keep their social media brand um, very professional 
and not mix politics with their business persona. But that's all very well and good until your life where your business and your personal, um, what is happening personally to you, get affected so badly that you have no choice. And if you have a voice and if you have a platform, you have an obligation, if not it is your right to use your voice for the for the good. Um, unfortunately for the Jewish people right now, there is so much hate and so much bad information online and we are a very small group of people. We are a very small country. So we need every advocate that we can. And in the beginning, I was just speaking from my own pain. I'm a business manager, a business owner here in Israel. I have a team here in Israel. I have people who have been called up to the army. I have parents who live in Ashkelon, about 20 kilometers from Gaza. Um, I'm not not affected. And so I decided to use my voice and my brand to speak about what was going on and to speak about some of the misinformation. About two weeks in, I had kind of an epiphany moment and I realized, hey, this is not my strength. There are a lot of voices out there and they're strong. And my strength is getting those voices heard and seen by other people and the right people and speaking in the right and most effective and optimized way. So I kind of switched my focus a little bit and thought, how can I educate? How can I recruit? How can I help more of the right people get seen? Because we all, even whether you're a business or not a business, before this or are, like since this has all happened, there is an algorithm on social media that is stopping people being seen. And it's even worse when you've got bots and people reporting you for everything that you say or don't say. And it is a really difficult battle that we have to rise above the noise, to rise above the huge mm -hmm. amounts of people that are already out there who have opposing views, who are sharing that misinformation and to get those voices heard. So that, that epiphany moment for me was like, how can I use my voice, not just to share my own content, which I have been doing, to create content for other people, to help people understand how to interact in an effective way and to, to help those voices rise above the noise. Right. I think that this is so important. And, you know, this is the podcast for Jewish women entrepreneurs, right? So people who listen to us, are people that have businesses and most people today have to have an identity and a presence on social media. Like there's, I mean, very rare entrepreneurs who don't have that. And so that would be my first question, actually the dilemma that you had as an entrepreneur, like what would you say to someone who has a business online? And by the way, we're talking about Jewish women entrepreneurs who are not necessarily based out of Israel or not necessarily only working with Jewish people they have, um, you know, clients that are not Jewish, or maybe they don't even know that they are Jewish. Like the the clients don't even know that the entrepreneur is Jewish. So what would you? And, and I'm and I'm hearing so many people who want to help, who want to have a voice, who want to do something. But what, as a social media expert, what would you say to those entrepreneurs who, 
at the same time, they're, like you said, they're going through something. They can just make believe that, you know, it's not happening to them. And then on the other hand, they also have to protect their business or professional identity. What would you say to them if they have to, you know, work with that dilemma? I think it's an individual decision. You have to you have to make the decision if it, if it's a risk you think you can take where you speak up or speak out. And that can just be even liking or engaging with content. Today you can like something and all of a sudden you're you're a this or a that. You know, um if you can take that risk then then by all means do it. But if you can't, there are other ways you can support. Um, and, and this is something that, you know, I teach also in business. I teach companies that say to me, well, not everyone wants to be active online. I said, ah, oh, but there are layers of advocacy. Everybody can engage. Everyone can like the CEO's post. Everybody can support other people. You don't have to have your own voice. Not everyone is a thought leader. Not everyone is a subject matter expert, but you can all be active. Um, I, when I was evaluating for my own company, I was thinking in terms of, do I care if I lose business because I'm actively supporting what I believe, what I really believe is the right side of history, you know, and I'm very careful. I'm, I'm careful. I carefully try not to attack people. I'm, I try to share information that is backed up by facts. Um, I, I even go so far as if I'm going to share something and so I've, I've seen it somewhere else, I'll fact check, to, fact check it myself before I share it just to be sure that what I'm sharing is the truth and is honest. And to be, and to be frank with you, it's actually helped my business. You know, I'm getting positive feedback from the people that it matters and I have some clients who are not Jewish. I have some clients that I work with where I've said to them, listen, you know, I've chosen this path. Maybe you don't want to be so visible with me. There was a LinkedIn Live I was meant to do with a client a few weeks ago where I pulled out and I said, I'm not sure you want to have me associated with your business right now. But I found them another guest who was happy to uh, to run the LinkedIn Live for me. Um, this is a choice, an individual choice I had to make. So I can't tell you what the right or the wrong thing to do is for your business. You have to know your, and, and this is with any business, you know your target audience, you know who you're working with, you know whether it's going to affect you or not affect you, and then you make a business decision based on it. I, all I can say to you is once you've made that decision, embrace it because once you start you can't go a little bit of the way and then pull back and say, okay, what's online is online. You know, that what do they say? Um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes. It doesn't work like that. What yes. happens on social media stays on social media. And right. careers have been made and broken on posts that have gone out on social media. So if you are going to do it, just be sure that this is something you, you stand by. Um, I'll tell you, a, a, if I've got time, a quick story. I recently got introduced to a company um, through someone that had worked with us at a different company and they wanted to work with us. And I said to them, are you sure it's not going to be a problem working with this little Israeli, you know, social media agency? And they said, no, we don't have a problem with it. But at some point along the way, it, it got clear to me that there was a problem because the contract was taking a long time to get reviewed and sent back for signature. And maybe it hit someone's desk and they're very anti-Israel or it could be pro-Palestinian. I don't know why you can't be 
uh, pro-Palestinian and still see that there are bad things happening over here for the Israelis. But um, I had to ask myself a tough question, do I care? And at the end of the day, it was like, if they don't want to work with me, that's their loss. If they don't want to work with a team that knows what they're doing and that can stand by what we say and what we do, that's their problem. At the end of the day, the contract got signed. It just took a long time and everything was fine and great with the world. So I really believe if you embrace who you are as a person to your soul and you go with strength as an entrepreneur, will you go with that strength to everything that you do as your online and your real persona? It doesn't matter. I love that. I really do because there is a mixture of alignment and strategy, right? It's a, it is alignment with who you are. And like you said, we can't make believe that we are not, you know, Jewish or that we're not living in Israel or that this is not affecting us. There's no way we can. Uh, and also it has to be a strategic decision. Like you said, like every business has to look at their own strategy, their own target market. And I think that this is uh, something that I realized also after COVID, but I think now it's even it's even bigger. Um, and tell me if you agree with me that I think that this war or this whole, you know, let's say it's a global uh, situation for the Jewish people. It's not only happening uh, geographically in Israel, but the whole anti-Semitism uh, situation that we see around the world is actually pushing entrepreneurs to, like you said, to make a niche decision, like to make a very specific decision, like to really ask themselves, like you said, like, you know, this, this is one of the questions that we ask ourselves when we go through a niche pro process is, do I really care if those people don't work with me? Like, is this really, are those the people that I want to work with or who can I help the most? And I think that even though we're not looking for opportunities, unfortunately, we don't like to call it an opportunity. But but do you agree that this is this might be an opportunity for some entrepreneurs who have been on the fence? Uh, you know, am I working only with Jewish people? Or am I working only with people pro-Israel or anti whatever? You know, we take it, uh, and now we don't have a choice. We actually have to make a decision. So do you see that around that people have to make that strategic decision and be more specific about? who they're going to uh, help or serve. Naively, I would love to say it shouldn't make any difference. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. we if anything has shown up in the last eight weeks is that this is polarizing. You know, people are so strong in their opinion. And it is one of the issues I have with what's going on, because why why is it any different to what, ha you know, to issues in Syria or Yemen? or And this is a point that a lot of activists are making right now. Why is Israel and the situation with the Palestinians still so polarizing um, that it comes down to a very deep-seated anti-Semitism? And it took me a while to actually for that light to switch on and for me to start saying, yeah, it's anti-Semitism. And, you know, I, and I've got a series of posts that go out now saying in today's it's not anti-Semitism, it's anti-Zionism. And there's so many examples of it, like the comment on Pink's uh, photo of her lighting Hanukkah candles where someone said, you know, that's a bit tone deaf. And she replied, what's tone deaf, me being alive or me being Jewish? You know, so it, it unfortunately there is a deep-seated misunderstanding of the situation here in Israel of uh, how Jews came to 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 need to have a, a state and why we live here uh, right down to why there is security around Gaza you know an offense it, it, there are reasons and for right or wrong no matter which side you you support 
it, it underneath and underlying there is this deep sense of anti-Semitism and we have to rise above that. I think we have to, um, we have to face that and then make our decisions based on our ability to use our voice to not have it affect our business. And even if it does affect our business a little bit, other opportunities will come along. You know, if there's one thing history has shown about the Jewish people is that we're resilient, we come back, we fight harder. Um, the, the way we've unified as a country even, you know, um, is is astounding, really, um, to go from being on the streets protesting against our government to standing on the streets waving flags as soldiers and their, you know, families of fallen soldiers are being taken past and crying and hugging on the streets. It's something that you can't understand unless you've lived it and you've been here. Definitely, definitely. Now, I know that you teach that and it will take more than a podcast episode to get like a, you know, a quick, uh, you know, training on how to be activist on social media. So I won't ask you to go through the whole training, but I, but you spoke before about layers on, on how to be like, what are the different layers? Uh, how can we support whether it's a like or, or it's a post or it's a comment or it's a repost? I know I've heard you speak. Uh, I don't know the name of the person who interviewed you, but I, I was on one of your lives on LinkedIn. And, um, and it was really interesting, the small tips uh, that you gave, one of them being that I actually took really seriously, which was I keep on saying, you know, support Israel. And you mentioned you know, be more like against Hamas and not support Israel. So there are those things that as a not, you know, social media expert or professional, we don't really know. So can we, can you just give us some tips on the different layers that entrepreneurs, whether they decide to be, you know, open about it or not, can support or can, you know, make a difference or, uh, like you said, increase the voice and expand uh, the message? So I have a few. I'm not going to talk about the layers because I think a lot of my layers um, advice applies more to LinkedIn. But I am going to talk about um, a couple of things that I think are very important for any activist, whether you're on the, the base level, which is just the liking and engaging, or you're sharing your own content, or you are uh, you're trying to be an influencer. Um, and, and that is basically this. Every like, every comment, every repost or reshare counts towards more visibility. And we're fighting against the algorithm. So um, we actually need to build, and I don't really love using this word, but an army in a sense of activists and people that are supporting the warriors. Out there, there are amazing warriors and voices um, who are already sharing educational content, who are debunking some of the misinformation online. And just liking and supporting them is already lifting that up and getting that seen by more people. There's always going to be 10%, 20% on this side you will never be able to convince. And 20% on that side you'll never be able to change how they feel about it. It's the people in the middle who sit and lurk and watch and who are friends with or have worked with an Israeli company before. And they're not quite sure how they feel. They see tens of thousands of people being killed in Gaza. They think that is tragic and why is it happening? But they're being fed a lot of different information. But it, they are the people you can sway an opinion with by elevating the right voices. So my advice to you is, number one, find those voices. And you'll see that in my uh 
in my uh, title down there, I've put at Humanity POV. This is a new grassroots project I'm involved in that is about elevating the creators and the voices on both sides who are sharing the human stories of what is going on and the right educational content. So you can follow Humanity POV. We're going to start elevating some of that content. But find these voices and start engaging with them. Even if all you're doing is resharing some of their content, you're already helping recruit people around you and get them active as well if everybody recruits five people that already gives a huge amplification to what we're doing and uh the other thing is don't go into the dissenters feeds and start talking it's so tempting when you see someone post something you don't agree with to go and comment on their posts but what you're actually doing is empowering them because if you think about every comment and every like and every share of your content elevates your content, well, every time you comment on a dissenter's post, you're actually giving them more visibility. Bring them to your post. Get them to come and talk to you. Private message them or give, send them a link to your post. Get them talking on your post. Because if, you, if we're smart and we get them commenting in our post, first of all, you have the support of the people that already support you to help you deal with the trolls and the misinformation. So you're not the only voice fighting out there. If someone says something you know is factually incorrect, you have all the people who've already engaged with your content or who follow you who can also help support you. But all those comments on your own feed that's what's elevating your content out to more of the right people. Um, also, when they're commenting on your content, their friends and their connections see it and then they come and they start commenting as well. So it might feel like, oh, I'm being trolled and I'm being bombarded and I'm being reported. But if, if you want to be one of these voices, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to get them into your feed and a good thing to engage with them on your feed. Don't fall into the trap of, uh, engaging with bots don't fall into the trap of engaging with the wrong voices on the other side because what you're doing is actually empowering them to be seen by more people and uh, I, I know that i just saw today i think it was maybe a few days a post that you uh, listed all the influencers uh, the names of the people to follow and i found that and by the way you can go on linkedin and look for zoe's uh, uh, profile and see uh, the last post one of the la of her last post and i think that this is a very very useful because as you said we might not all have uh, you know uh, the content or the right way to argue or to bring the facts. And uh, by following those people, we're being activists just by uh, giving them uh, more exposure. Uh, so, so I think that's a great, great advice. Um, I want to talk about, you, you said something about like being bombarded and, uh, you know, being um, uh, attacked uh, on, on, your, uh, on your post or on your profile. I want to talk about the emotional toll uh, that you know it has on you and maybe on other people that you're working with because I mean you're being activist you're being out there you're fighting another kind of war I mean you're not on the field but it is another kind of field and and um, and like you said once you do it you have to embrace it so it's not you can say uh, you know if something happens tomorrow something big you can't just say oh I'm tired today I'll look at it tomorrow you have to be like some kind of maybe not 24 seven, but there is like an ongoing tension of, you know, watching what's happening, being able to respond, uh, some kind of responsibility. How, how do you manage this? And, and like, how, how is it for you, this whole 
um, you know, emotional, it's heavy. I mean, it's, uh, it's not, it must not be easy. There have been days I've crawled into bed late at night and I'm like, we're all going to die. Um, but realistically, I know that that's not going to happen. And I, I, I needed to teach myself where to put my energy it's like a rabbit hole. Once you start, you can get deeper and deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole. And so I had to take myself back a few times and say, that's not healthy for me. I can go down that very deep rabbit hole on, on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it, but it's actually really damaging. Um, so I've, I've put some boundaries in place for myself. Uh, one of the things is I make sure that in the last two to three minutes that I'm online before I stop, I just do something frivolous. I make sure that I'm either going and reading something from someone I know is going to have the view that is going to leave me feeling positive and I don't dig into the comments because that's where the bad stuff is. Or I go and watch some cat videos on TikTok or I'll, I make sure that I walk away from every online session with something that isn't down a rabbit hole because what happens is then you just dig further down that rabbit hole or you go to bed. What was happening in the early days is I would go to bed and within an hour I'd be awake again panicking that I was missing an opportunity to fight the fight that needed to be fought and I just wasn't sleeping and that's not healthy. So I've set boundaries and I've made myself listen to other experts as well. Somebody said something very intelligent to me, which has really stuck with me since the beginning, which is if you're arguing with people online and they're throwing facts at you and you're just throwing facts at them, you're never going to get anywhere. It just becomes this like fact throwing like mission. Um, ask them questions and get them to a point where they cannot answer the question and they walk away. But you've won that argument argument in a sense because you've got them to a point where if they can't validate what they're saying or they can't find a source for it or you say to them you challenge them and say oh what UN resolution are you referring to and they don't know what UN resolution they're referring to they've just heard it from someone else um they go quiet and then you don't end up in that cycle of back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, where you're saying, well, you had resolution 424 says blah, 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 blah. And they've like switch off. But then yeah. they'll throw a different fact at you and you throw a different fact at them and they throw a different fact at you. You get them to a point where you ask them a question that they cannot answer, they will walk away. And if you look at some of the trends on social media right now, some of the best content is people like uh, Kosher Dills taking to the streets, stopping people on the street, Noah Tishby, and asking them a question and then getting them to a point where they sound like an absolute idiot and end of argument, end of discussion, you know, um, and that's powerful. It's really, really powerful. So I have learned to had to restrain myself from throwing facts at people and rather trying to ask them questions and get them to answer my questions. That is so smart because you're actually fighting them on their field. Like you, you're showing that you listen to them, you heard what they said, and you're asking a question about their content 
So they can't just, you know, throw back something they have to answer. And like you said, if they're, they don't have the answer, then they're ashamed and, you know, they just back away. That's, uh, that's really smart, but you have to be really calm within, you know, yourself to be able to not answer back or, you know, give in to that, you know, uh, need of fighting because I'm sure it is very, very uh, tempting. Um, I'm going to end with one uh, last question, Zoe. Thank you so much. I think this is really, really valuable for everyone who is listening. Um, you know, we're, we're saying there's um, uh, a saying in Hebrew in Israel, we're saying, right? Together we will win. And we're, of course, talking about the war uh, in Gaza, but also in the north. I mean, you know, we have different fronts. I want to ask you that question. Do you think that the war on social media for the Jewish people do we have hope for this or is it like we're just doing what we can, but we're such a small number of people that doesn't make a difference. That's, that's what I want to ask because the numbers are so, you know, the difference in numbers, the gaps are so big. Uh, so do, do you believe that the, the things that we do really, really make a difference or have we already lost that war on the social media front? So funny. Cause I, I hate the saying, and I'll tell you what, because there's no winning in war. There are people dying in Gaza. There are people dying on our side. We've had a really tragic weekend. And I think that this is the difference between, yes, we have a right to exist, but there, there are human stories here and human feelings and human uh, on both sides. And you have to show and acknowledge that humanity. Um, that's number one. Number two, Yes, you can move the needle and yes, you can make a change. And sometimes I see it and it makes me really happy. I, like TikTok is so toxic. I hate TikTok, but I do spend a lot of time on TikTok. And some of the best content on LinkedIn is stuff I've shared from TikTok. But that we can talk about that another time. But um, I sometimes our enemies are their own worst enemies. And I've seen threads where you know, these riots or these protests or whatever you want to call them in Columbia, Ohio, or in Ottawa or wherever it is, and they take to the streets and it goes violent. And I saw one a week and a half ago where they were chasing this old man down the street in his car and they were trying to pull him out of the car and it was violent. And you see the change in the comments and people start saying, is this what Israel has to put up with? I'm changing sides. I'm no longer supporting the Palestinians. This is crazy. What is going on in this world? This is our country. Why are they behaving like that? So I don't even think we need to work that hard to um, change and move the needle. We, <laughs> they're kind of doing it for themselves by the way they behave. Um Having said that, you know, our actions do count. Don't attack. Don't be rude. Be uh, be humane in what you say and how you talk because I do feel that that makes a difference in how you're perceived. I have this one troll, I actually really like him, where we've had really intelligent, smooth conversations where he will comment on every post of mine, but what about all the children and all the people dying in Gaza? And I acknowledge that. I acknowledge it. And then I go and we have these, like, intelligent conversations in my thread and it always comes to a place of respect. And if you can do that with someone that is obviously pushing an agenda on your own content, you've won. Um, I don't love the Yachan and but I do think needles can be moved and opinions can be changed 
you have to be strong. You have to speak up. You have to have confidence and um, and, and and follow the people that can help you uh, with your thoughts and with your voice because there are more intelligent people online than me, you know, not even online, more knowledgeable. Uh, you know, if I want to talk about what's happening at the universities in America. I'm not American. Shai Davidai is my guy, you know. Go to the experts. Go to the people who will help support your arguments, share their content because you can't be an expert in everything. I love that because even what you're saying makes so much sense. Even if we are losing the numbers war because obviously we are, you know, a small number, 14 or 15, you know, millions around the world, uh, but if, like you said, if they themselves are, you know, shooting themselves in the foot, then they're helping us, uh, you know, uh, indirectly and not uh, consciously, obviously. Um, they're helping also uh, the truth. We're not, you know, talking about a cause against another one, but just uh, the truth and the facts. Thank you so much, Zoe. This was really, really, I think, interesting, but also important. Uh, I heard you many times speaking and I was really happy to have you as a guest because I think that what you're saying needs to be heard and your example as an activist uh, is a great example to follow. Uh, and so I hope that more people will be able to, even like you said, liking, sharing, reposting uh, something. Uh, and again, go on Zoe's uh, profile on LinkedIn and see the list of people to follow. Uh, those are great people to, um, you know, to really support and give uh, more exposure to. So thank you so much, Zoe, for being with us. A pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And we will uh, see you, everyone, and uh, uh, for another episode of the Jewish Women Entrepreneurs and Leaders podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Anna. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Jewish Women Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on our next episode with more amazing and inspiring content and discussions. You can visit my website, www.nataliegarson.com, for more information on me and our Born to Do Business program. And don't forget, if you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur, you are probably born to be a leader.